Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Susan Edelman, who is a retired pediatric surgeon in Southfield. Is that how it's pronounced? Southfield, Michigan? Which is a, a suburb of Detroit. Um, she worked as a pediatric uh, surgeon for many years. She's also had a long-time interest in in art and uh, sculpture and painting and so forth. And she now is the owner of Hirschberg Jewelry, a, a, a store in, uh, I guess it's in Southfield, right? Well, to be um, to be clear, it's not a store. Uh-huh. I, I am a. Uh, I have become since retirement. I've become a silversmith. I'm a painter and sculptor. Uh-huh. I sell my work. Uh, from time to time in various shops or through shows or sometimes through the house. But there is no store. Okay, okay. But anyway, you have you have had this long-standing interest in art. And uh, Susan recently uh, wrote an article for the Detroit Medical News about the Alexander Technique. And I thought it would be interesting to talk to her about her experiences with it. So... Welcome to the show, Susan. Um, When someone asks you what it is that you're studying, how do you describe it in a sentence or two? Well, of course, it's very difficult. Uh, I try to um, frame it as a new way of um, holding and using the body, which focuses on um, posture and body mechanics and involves a great deal of mind-body work. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to be thinking to do this work, right? Yeah. And how did you uh, come to explore the Alexander Technique in the first place? My husband's cousin, uh, Denise Jones, is an Alexander teacher she lives in England, and she studied in England, uh, completing her studies in California, where her parents live. And she had recommended it to me uh, as I complained of osteoarthritis of one knee, which is very similar to something that her husband has had. And she said she had given her husband some uh, lessons in the Alexander Technique, and he found it helpful. So her proposal was that I find an Alexander teacher, which she did find through a web search. She found uh, one for me. And her belief was that if I worked with a teacher, I would be able to um, see some improvement in my knee. And how did that work out for you? (coughs) Well, as you very well know it's a long process i've had um a number of lessons uh and as i pointed out in my uh, article my knee is certainly not cured but the um technique has had quite a few effects on me so far Uh, i think probably two of the more striking effects have been on my comfort level when I'm standing and talking socially at a reception or some event, <coughs> I have long-standing uh, back problems 
which uh, have caused me to be very uncomfortable in recent years uh, on standing for long periods of time, uh, standing idly with, a, say, a drink in my hand talking to people. And I find now that I can stand for quite a long period of time without feeling any back discomfort. I, I also find that when I'm painting, uh, if I have a three-hour painting session, I no longer come home exhausted and uh, desperately in need of lying down and recovering. Mm -hmm. So that's made a huge difference. Another thing I've noticed is um, that my husband, who's always complained that when we walk uh, particularly quickly, uh, he, he always laughs that I walk with my head held forward and, and leaning forward like a a quarterback charging into the line. And now I seem to be walking in a more balanced fashion, um, in a more erect fashion, and um, uh, it both looks better and feels better. And and we should say, I, I think you said before our conversation that you've only been having lessons for, what, just over half a year at this point? Is that uh -huh. correct? That would be uh, an overestimate of what I've done because uh, my teacher, Carol Strozier, divides her time between Ferndale, Michigan, and New York. So she is in town for probably half the time, and I'm traveling for a great deal of the time. So we don't manage to get synchronized um, with great regularity. So. Mm -hmm. I will do maybe I did 10 lessons before um, November and then three in November. And now I've picked up again in uh, January. So it, it's nowhere near the number of lessons you might think, uh, considering the fact that I started in the summer. Right, right. Well, you know, you mentioned um, the, the help it's given you with standing for periods of time. And I would imagine that that would be something that would be of interest to uh, to surgeons in general. Don't I mean they're on their feet for long, long periods of time. What, That's true. What would you have to say to a, a doctor or a surgeon who was listening to this in terms of encouraging them to at least give it a try? Well, I would say that anyone who uh, has a problem standing for a long period of time would probably benefit from looking at uh, the, the, the question of whether this is related to the way they're holding themselves and their posture, mm -hmm. although it could, of course, be related to other matters. And I would say that uh, in today's world of surgery and medicine, much of the surgery is now done laparoscopically, and that involves a lot of contortions of the head and neck, uh, which I think um, would be um, much easier for someone who had developed the knowledge of the Alexander technique and wanted to make um, more physiologically suitable um, uh, adaptations of their uh, neck and head positions. Right. You may not know this, but there was a recent study at the University of uh, Cincinnati Medical Center specifically um, uh, 
about uh, a group of surgeons, not, uh, non-invasive surg- uh, who did non-invasive surgery and uh, who uh, benefited quite a bit from Alexander lessons. And I, it was a preliminary study, and I believe a, a larger stale, scale study is underway right now. It's very clear that that would be true. Yeah. Um, what would you um I mean, you know, doctors, say general practitioners, for example, who see a wide range of patients, and when they get patients who have back pain, it's my sense that most doctors are a little, uh, feel a little like they don't know the best thing to recommend, or they, um, Sometimes doctors, I think, are a little uncomfortable with patients that have back pain because of that. W- would you have anything to say to uh, GPs and internists and so on who are, are seeing, seeing patients with back pain in terms of recommending the technique? Or what, what would you say to them? I would. In fact, I had the very interesting experience, not on back pain, but of sitting next to a young medical student uh, the other night at a meeting Uh, And she described to me that she lost a year of medical school because she had thoracic outlet syndrome, was very symptomatic, did not want to have surgery, and uh, uh, this was a big problem for her. And I said, you are a perfect candidate for the Alexander technique. Oh, yes, she said, my doctor recommended me to an Alexander technique teacher, and I'm now using the technique, and I'm better, and I don't need surgery. (laughs) Oh, that's a great great success story. Um, I would say uh, with great confidence that someone with back problems or neck problems after um, a a reasonably intelligent workup to make sure that it's not malignancy or something that simply has to be addressed medically um, would be well served by uh, use of, by learning something at least of the Alexander technique. And I think we always say in medicine that before you refer someone to either uh, physical therapy, psychological therapy or so forth, you need to do a proper workup. You need to make sure it's not cancer, it's not this or that. But once you've done a, a, a sensible workup, that doesn't mean you have to check everything up and down, but a sensible workup, then I think referral to an Alexander uh, teacher uh, is very appropriate for back problems and neck problems. A lot better than referral to someone to, to do uh, steroid injections in uh, in irritated nerve endings and that sort of nonsense. Right, right. And you may be familiar with the British Medical Journal uh, study or the study in England a few years ago uh, about back pain and the Alexander technique that was published in the British Medical Journal. And yeah. my my understanding is there have been several several follow up studies as well that have confirmed and reinforced that uh, one of the uh, one of the results of that now in in Great Britain is that GPs are strongly advised by the National Health Service to recommend Alexander lessons for people particularly with low back pain where uh, the success rate as it were is 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 pretty high. Um, Susan, is there anything that you haven't mentioned that you would like to talk about before we we uh, finish the interview? Well, I would speculate that there are probably other conditions that I've not seen listed in the list of potential uh, uh, disorders that might be addressed by Alexander Technique. I would speculate 
that uh, gastroesophageal reflux for some people might be benefited by the Alexander technique because in some people who are overweight and slumping, um, body positioning um, might uh, have a, a salutary modification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also speculate, and, and in fact more than speculate, that other than an absolute tear of a rotator cuff, a good deal of shoulder difficulty would be responsive. I, in fact, unmasked uh, a shoulder problem that I had been studiously disregarding for quite some time in the course of these uh, lessons, and I'm working with it. It's not, uh, it's not solved, but uh, I've, I've identified it and am, am addressing it, which I think is useful. Uh, and I think also problems with the knees, which I'm still working with, and ankles in many cases uh, would be uh, uh, would would see great benefit from this kind of training. Mm-hmm. Is, is there anything else you'd like to say? That's that's um, that might be a good place to end the interview. But if you have anything else you'd like to add, I would. Uh, and that is the reason why I wrote the article is because I don't believe that doctors. Um, by and large, are aware of this technique at all, and therefore do not have the opportunity to decide whether or not to refer their patients uh, for this kind of training. So I would like to see uh, a wider knowledge of the technique. Well, we're in, we're in total agreement there. I think in Great Britain, where there is where a great many more teachers per capita than in the U.S., it is better known. And I think with the recent studies, quite a few doctors in England uh, do know about it. But you're right, in the States, and particularly in the Midwest, where we both live, um, there's not as great a knowledge of of the technique as would be desirable. Well, Susan, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. Um, my my guest has been Susan Edelman, who's a retired pediatric surgeon and who is now um, working with an, a long-term interest of hers as an artist, painter. And we'll put a link to the website of her. Um, it's not a store, but a place where you can see the the work she's done. And you can, I believe you can order off that site too, right? Absolutely. The site, uh, there are two names for it, but the uh, one name for it is artandjewelryofsue.com. It's all one word. Mm-hmm. The other one is dredelman.com, and that's D-O-C-T-O-R-A-D-E-L-M-A-N. Okay, and we'll put, we'll put links to those sites by the interview, so if anyone wants to uh, uh, learn more about Susan or the, or the work that she's doing now, they can, they can go to that. Susan, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for asking. It's been my pleasure.